Hello, guys. Hello. Welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, where we talk about the highlights of the games this week, as well as players, managers, anything interesting happening off the pitch, all the scandals, a lot of scandals happening recently. And yeah, we're very excited to dive right in today. Yeah, and as usual, for disclaimer, we don't know that much about soccer. We're just expressing our opinion. And uh, we're by no means journalists or pundits. Well, we, we do our own... Are we pundits? <laughs> we're not. Actually, to be what honest, anyone, to anyone can... Exactly, be- exactly. What do you have to do to be, to be a pundit? To be honest, I think anyone can be a pundit. If, if, if it's, you know, if you just do your research and you have an opinion and you have Twitter, which everyone does. Isn't the word pundit so funny? It's fun to say. It's pundit. Pundits. Okay, pundit. sorry. Okay, so where should we start? Let's... Chelsea Dortmund, the champ, the Champions League game on Tuesday, two 0 Oh, I'm so I'm 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 really upset that they don't play Ziyech. I mean, they didn't play him in the Chelsea versus. Um... That's the only thing. That's your highlight. Yeah, I mean of the game. that is the main thing because every time, every time I look, I'm like I want to see him there. It's like I don't know. It's like a weird feeling when someone from your country plays in a big team. I don't think you you feel that. Like if you're probably British. You're French, you don't care because there's so many players well, no, out there. I agree with that. But you know that there's so many Moroccan bots on Instagram and stuff. Every time you go to the... If, go on the Chelsea Instagram page and you'll see in all, all the comments, yeah. it's people with Moroccan flags talking about Ziyech, Ziyech this, Ziyech that. And it's the case with, you know, Hakimi and whatever. Oh, Hakimi's not here. We're upset. Why didn't you post his picture on yeah, the Instagram Facebook page? Facebook is the same thing. It's, I mean, it just, it's also funny because Mahrez has been on the bench a lot recently yeah. and, and Pep had to say during a press conference, I'm, I apologize to, I quote, the Algerian people because, you know, Mahrez hasn't been starting recently in the, just the past I few mean, games, which I found hilarious that he needed to apologize. Imagining him apologizing to all, I think he kind of made that joke as well. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, so Bernardo Silva has been playing sometimes, so I don't know if I'm sorry to the Spanish people. Yeah, it's honestly, it's not the same thing because it's like it's like a sense of pride people in algeria are so proud of their player he's a really good player and i and in that case i actually don't understand why he doesn't play him because he has been amazing i mean at least with ziesh you could make the argument that he's not the best there's so many new players he hasn't been he didn't fit into the the like the the team but i don't think that you can make the arguments for mahers mahers has been amazing so i don't really understand why People like why Pep doesn't play him, but in any case, Back, a lot we're, of we're a bit on a tangent. Let's let's get yeah okay. But anyway, like this is that's why I always talk about Moroccan plays because it is a sense of pride. I don't know how to. Oh, explain I get it. you, I get you. And there's not that many. I mean, one day if there's it's it's f- more saturated with Moroccan players, you may feel less. We're attached. not gonna get there. I mean, if you do, I'm saying you know, like if every team has at least a couple of them, yeah. you just feel like okay, it doesn't matter to me as much because they're getting featured enough and there's a lot of them around that's true it's the thing like you said with english players it's like okay well they're french players english players you know whatever they are they're everywhere so you kind of feel like oh or or even argentinians these days in in europe right so yeah like i don't i think argentinians only feel like that about messi but in any in any case i thought the performance was really okay i don't understand why everyone's like oh my god chelsea's amazing we're gonna win the champions league now i'm like calm down you guys were not that great it was really okay in my in my opinion. They had more energy. They were more aggressive, more hungry to win. And given that the squad has these all these players, they, they should be expected to do this. I don't understand. Like it just, the bar has been pretty low. Though. Yeah, That's I mean, why. like That's obviously why. you need to win. You need to win versus Dortmund, and you're playing in Stamford Bridge, and all of that. Like people are getting so excited over nothing, and also that decision for Kai Havers to retake the penalty. I thought that was a really okay, dumb yeah, decision. Okay, yeah, let's talk about. I, I'm like we said, we're not experts on the bylaws and all this stuff about football. Uh, so I haven't Is gotten. There a book I haven't. That we should probably I think go so. Read. There's some handbook, or at least there's a website that hand, handles all of this stuff. So it's what they call encroachment. But apparently the, the book is not clear. It's like uh, it's like any law. I think it's subject it's to certain subject to interpretation. interpretation. Yeah. But apparently the encroachment was by Dortmund players where I, when they're not supposed to be in the penalty box. But but first of all, there were Chelsea players that were ahead of the Dortmund players that were quote unquote encroaching in the penalty box. So like Chilwell and all that, they were ahead of the Dortmund players. But it doesn't matter anyone who's ahead. No, but you it has should to not be, be ahead. It has to be but they're talking about players from the other Yeah, team, yeah they right? definitely so, should not be ahead. But I think that's a that's a good decision. What like you just what, said the second the No 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 no, no. I'm saying 
And what I meant is for him to actually, it was him to retake it because he missed it first. You mean someone else should have taken someone it? Someone else should have taken it, I think. It's just because the team is going through such a rough time and they need to win desperately and it's a Champions League game. It's not like you can make it up. But honestly, I think Premier. that was fine because he ultimately... I don't know. And it's not like... it's If he, if he misses, everyone like, hates on him. And it's like the downside is way bigger than the upside, in my opinion. Can we talk... So I think Chelsea has great build-up. They've been really working on their midfield and I think they're getting a lot better. It's just that last third into the penalty box they have all this build up and they don't finish right they don't yeah and so it's kind of almost really frustrating to watch because as a fan i feel like that's worse Mm -hmm, than mm -hmm. not even having these opportunities close to the goal because because you just feel like we're so close but every time either havertz misses or someone misses havertz hit the pole so many times in this game and people are saying oh no but you know he's he can be a great striker sometimes he has these brilliant moments which you know in the second half he did have better moments i wouldn't say he's brilliant okay yes he hasn't been brilliant right correct and he's been given a lot of chances if you compare it to other players he's been playing consistently i don't think there's any other player that's been playing consistently like because he's the he's their only technical striker right like technically obama young is is yeah, but he's on paper, so many issues. And back in the days, he was amazing. So, But the problem is, is that, you know, if you're a striker like him or Holland or whatever, right, that's how people should be judging you by. If you're not scoring goals that the yeah, opportunities are given to you, then I'm sorry, you're not doing your job. I so, agree. I, so I don't think, oh, yeah, he goes back. Oh, and he, poor guy. Yeah, like, I just, I just don't think, I don't have that much... It, and the thing is, these players, these midfielders, like Enzo Fernandez, has been playing pretty well. And he they give him a lot of chill well. They give him a lot of opportunities to score. He just doesn't score them. And Sterling, oh my God. Oh my God what the so- heck is going on? And also... There was a, there was one or two goals where it was so clearly offside, and uh, even yeah, yeah, even yeah. even during today's point. game, uh, exactly. Chelsea versus Leicester today's mm-hmm, game, mm-hmm. Can, uh, please please Potter. Please, can you teach your players yes. what offside means? Because they keep getting caught up in these. Add that to training. Add that to training. Yeah, because they they they, they don't are, they don't seem to understand it. They're always caught in offside. Like I've seen that multiple times. And can we talk about Draw Felix? Every single game, he has a ball, at least one ball that touches the post. Yeah. Literally. So in in the game versus um, Leicester today was the same thing and in the Dortmund game I think there was also a ball that touched the post in every single game I'm sorry so there's something called precision right I don't think that you're unlucky you're unlucky if it happens once twice but happening in every game yeah people I don't think I'm sorry to say this I don't think people understand probability because if you're saying that you know okay yes what what are the chances you're you're unlucky you have a tenth of chance of you know not scoring that goal okay you were unlucky this time but ten in a row that's like what point zero 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 one percent chance that you don't score all of them right so at this point it's not unlucky anymore but you have to say he is probably one of the players that plays with the most hunger he pushes the most which you can't say that no 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 i agree i think he's very important they should play him every single game he's really good player but he needs to work on his finishes it's he really needs to do that did you see that first conference where the oh the name yeah he's like uh, can you please tell us? It's a British dude. Yeah, yeah, can you please tell us how to pronounce your name? Because I think we, the British press, the press here has been always pronouncing your name wrong. And he, he smiles like kind of apprehensively, saying, "Oh well, actually, everyone says Felix, even yeah. in Spain, but it's actually Felix." And jo- uh, we always say jo- jo- Joao Felix. Joao Felix, but everyone says Felix, even Spain. The only people that get it right is is Portuguese, be- Portuguese people, because he's obviously you know, right, yeah. right, and so. I mean, I think it's He's a funny. nice guy. He didn't mind. Yeah, I don't think he minded. It's just funny because I think the Anglicism oh my God, of yeah, a of lot of name. players' names, especially if you're Spanish or Portuguese. What did you British, say? Jesus? Je- yeah. Jesus? Jesus. And the the double L's are always not pronounced. Oh. It's not that they don't know. I think it's just that they don't bother with it. And also... Ziek. Ziek, that's know. a little different. There's a ch, ZH. You know, but you can't make. Everyone says ZH. You know, people make the excuse like, "Oh, well, actually, they're not as connected to Spanish speakers as, let's say, Americans are, just because you know, with Mexico and Latin America and all that stuff." But at the same time, Spain is so fucking close. But no, but you've been covering this for ages, right? Like, they probably give you a paper phonetically. Of do how they? You do they think they sound pretentious if they say their name correctly? No, no. Like, but didn't didn't you tell me that they give them yes. a paper? Well, well, how like, to pronounce yes, players phonetically? are supposed to say how they pronounce their names and and you know commentators presenters and all that stuff are given this information as to how players pronounce their own names 
I don't know whether that's just disregarded or they didn't just, they can't tell the difference. <laughs> like Felix, Felix, there's no difference to me. I feel, I feel like we're going on a tangent again. Anyway, but, sorry, back to Chelsea. Yeah, yeah let's, go back to, let's go back to the game. Uh, I think Koulibaly is very good. I think he's been, he's he was a great buy in my opinion. One of the, out of all the players that they bought recently, fantastic buy. Modric, and I, I want to talk about the Chelsea-Leicester game at the same time because I think it's very mm-hmm. similar. Mm-hmm. Yes, they won 3-1, but... I think it's an okay performance from for me. Uh, Enzo is good, but he's not amazing. Certainly, I don't think he's still worth all that money. It, like the people are like, oh, amazing passes. Worth every penny. Yeah, amazing passes. Oh my god! I'm like, you clearly did not watch Busquets. And I want to talk about Barcelona again, but Busquets was amazing. You have no idea the passes. Like if you're talking about passes. De Bruyne is way better. Way better. Prime, yeah, at yeah, his prime, way better. A lot of Barcelona midfielders were way better. Even Pedri. Pedri now is a hundred times better than, uh, they than, have a really than Enzo. Low bar. Yeah, they have a in really the, low in the bar. Midfield, I, I completely agree. Mudrik hasn't done anything so far to impress me. Like all the passes, uh, the, the, even the goal that, that, um, that he scored, that Enzo passed, and I think Kai Havertz scored, it was nearly going to be a, an offside. Like they have, they they stay like on offside all the time. So I think that really, like as you said, the bar is so low that now anything they do is like, oh my god, they're amazing, they're really good, and it's just it's it was an okay performance. The only player that stood out to me a lot is Koulibaly. He's doing a great job defensively. I think Chilwell too. Yeah, Chilwell was amazing. Yeah, I, I agree. Two players, Chilwell and Koulibaly. And Chilwell, Chilwell, I think his role has kind of is a little sim- reminds me of like how Zinchenko plays for Arsenal. Yeah. And I think he contributes a lot. But he was always important. like this. Like I yeah, think he right, just right. got injured for a while. Back in Tuchel's time, he was also very good. Right. Right. I don't know why Reese James doesn't play all the time. I think he's, he's very injured. good. I think he's very prone to. Mm. He keeps now he's injured again. I mean that's not that's not. But anyways, I just think that people need to readjust the bar. I, I, nothing against Chelsea, but I really hope they don't want the Champions League because they don't deserve it. They did not deserve it when they won it, what is it, two years ago? Mm-hmm. It was really out of the blue. A bit of a fluke. Yeah, a bit of a fluke. So I don't think they deserve it as much as I want people not to hit on Potter a lot. I don't like, in, in this whole thing, I think I, I, I don't blame anyone, but if I were to blame someone, I think I would blame the players more than Potter. I, I'm pretty sure Potter is kind of doing his best and... And, but the players are getting paid a lot to do exactly what they're supposed to do. And they've been playing really to well before. To understand what offside is. Yeah, yeah to understand. <laughs> and didn't we talk about how they, they have a lot of free time? They only have like training twice or three times a week? Well, they have training many days, but it's not... It, we just imagine it to be a lot more intense than we No, 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 but it's not intense. That's it's not why, every day. That's why Hakimi and Mappe is on Twitch all the time. And who is Going to saying, fashion shows. Yeah, and, and that Alfonso Davies or someone was saying that... Oh, there's so much free time. You have to find something to do in that free time. But anyways, I don't want to go on a tangent again. But uh, Chelsea, conclusion, okay, nothing out of this world. And and Dortmund was disappointing, yeah, considering man. how apparently they're still in the title race with Bayern. Uh, and also, they did you notice their players all look like they have ridiculously long legs? They're all huge. They do. They they're all huge. look. Yeah, they all look super tall. No? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know true. if maybe it's their jersey that makes them gives an illusion of being taller. I love Jude Bellingham as a player. He was not great mm-hmm, in this game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he missed a huge chance in the second half. They were just kind of mid, as people say now. <laughs> just no, they were definitely mid, and I, I like they didn't even like stand out to me. I only focused on Chelsea, and most people just focused on Chelsea because they were not. They were okay. Like they were just there, and I think the expectation is that Chelsea was gonna win. So. Yeah, it's just that Dor- Dortmund really didn't show up, and so it made Chelsea's job a lot easier. Yeah, they could have still lost for sure, but you know Dortmund didn't give them that much of a hard time. Yeah, and I think it was—I guess Chelsea deserved to win. No, they—they they definitely deserved to win, and also Chelsea deserved to win versus Leicester. I right. think they could have easily lost. It just basically Leicester had no defense. That's why I don't think I don't yeah, want people. To, they were very weak. Yeah, I don't want people to read too much into the Chelsea Leicester game because Leicester had no defense. They were all up trying to score, and then like there were situations where like they like you had like two attackers from uh, Chelsea and you have two uh, two defenders from Leicester. So it was a little bit weird. So I just think that we need to see more consistent results and we need to it may increase been, the it bar may, a little bit. It may bit. have been a strategic thing too because maybe Le- Leicester decided that Chelsea has defensive weaknesses and so they wanted to play That's a more true. offensive game That's and true. so they opened themselves up more yeah, than let's say if they just wanted to defend against a, like an Arsenal or something, you know? Yeah, but now it's getting tough to... They're really, really... 
probably could be relegated at this point. Yeah, yeah. PSG Bayern, the other Champions League game that was, you know, a huge crash out for PSG again, 2-0, lost to Bayern. PSG just was not there. They didn't do anything, especially in the second half. You felt like they didn't play as a team. They, no one really wanted to win. And, you know, with Messi, I there's nothing I can say about Messi because he's won everything. Why does he still give a fuck? I don't really yeah. care. With Mbappe, though, that's a whole different story, right? I mean, you want... Mbappe should just leave. Should just leave. I think this this PSG team has always been like this. They just bring a bunch of stars and they just want them. They pay them a shitload of money and they just want them to perform really well together. It's not right, a team. Exactly. It was never a exactly. team. Uh, I've been watching them. I, I I was never a PSG fan, but I've been watching them a lot since Mbappe went. And since um, I'm sorry, since Hakimi was there and since Messi went there as well. So I've been paying attention to them at least in the past couple of years. And there is, you can't see a team. There's no team there. So it's obviously, you spend all that money. And I'm sorry, like Nasser Khalifi, the guy from Qatar who bought them, he spent so much money. And I do get the sense that he actually improved the brand. So now PSG has a brand, like a brand recognition oh, no, that, that, everywhere. That, that's for sure. Yeah, there is like... There's... I mean, there's a New York PSG store, which is not true for any other football team. Exactly. Like he got all these stars, like everyone's talking about PSG. It's like this brand recognition. Even social maybe, media. Social media as well. Maybe yeah. he sold a lot of shit. Maybe he actually made money from like the other merch stuff, the merch, the yeah. other stuff that's not soccer or that's not football. But at the end of the day, if you don't, get a Champions League then that's a problem no one cares if you keep winning the, the league I mean it, it is year. a problem to build yourself around those kinds of players they try to build a team around those players right but you have Messi who's now just at the twilight of his career and Neymar who has all these problems and Neymar is I blame Neymar yeah and then like, and then Mbappe and it, it just it just doesn't work they're either too old or they're not that invested they don't try hard enough whatever it is you can't build a team around that I agree and also just you see how like this is so, so this is this problematic when Mbappe and Messi work together they work really well in Liga right like mm-hmm, certain mm-hmm, games mm-hmm. They, they have really good chemistry and it, it can work but Messi is old he doesn't run as fast you can clearly tell he's just trying he, he there's a counter attack he he, he he goes and then a defender easily catches up to him and and, and and, and tackle and makes a tackle, right? Yeah. And so Mbappe, a lot of the times, because they're mid- PSG's midfield and they they don't play as a team, Mbappe relies a lot on Messi to pass in the ball. You can't rely on Messi. Messi is like he he's not that invested. He's much older. He's not going to run but, that fast. And but he is passing the ball to him. I think the problem is that no one is running around Messi. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. People because Messi, Messi is usually the one relying on the players around him. At least mm-hmm. for the past several years, where he's where he's gotten older, that has just kind of been how he is. He walks around a lot. He doesn't run too much. He relies mm-hmm. on you know the Ar- other Argentinian players to pass him the ball, and so that he can do his magic or whatever it is. But in this PSG team, it's kind of like the opposite where Mbappe is relying on Messi a lot but yeah. you can't do that because Messi that's not how Messi plays and plus on top of that he's older no I agree people the players around Messi need to run for him Messi is I don't I don't care if he doesn't run because Messi is a game changer he does so many things uh, he's so skillful he's so artistic that he could change the whole game but he mm-hmm. needs people mm-hmm. around him to run for him even his days at Barcelona he's uh, last days at Barcelona, last years at Barcelona, he wasn't running a lot, and there were no, there was no one around him to run, and that's why Barcelona was not great. So Mbappe needs to run for him. Neymar, I have no excuse for him. Yeah. Neymar is so young, and he. I mean, is, he's not so young, but he's younger. He's 29 years old. 28. Right, right. He still has a lot of like. Look at Modric. He's. 38, 37 years old. It's ridiculous that Neymar is like this at this age. I mean, it's it almost feels sad. Like, you shouldn't be like this when you're just 29. You should be giving more to the team. And also, like, I think that there's there's a question of attitude. Like, they're not serious enough about the team. Like, I can't believe that Mbappe and Hakimi didn't... Right after the World Cup, they basically were absent. Most of the time. Oh, gallivanting around the US and then chilling here. No, no, and that's then, fine. They can take their vacation. No, but you have to be didn't... serious about the game. Like, uh, yes, yes, Mb- that's true. Hakimi but... hasn't played so many games. Yes, he was injured at some times, but sometimes we didn't understand. He, he went all the way to Morocco uh, because they wanted to celebrate him in this specific city. And then okay, he was ha- traveling. Ha- ha- Hakimi, Hakimi has his own fucking set of problems. But before, before, before those problems, what I'm saying is that the guy is 25 years old, 24. I don't know how, how old he is, but... He needs to be playing more. He needs to be training more. Yes, he is the best right back. Everyone's saying that. But you need to be playing more to earn it. I don't think he's... After the World Cup, I haven't seen Hakimi. Like, all these players that are so important and getting paid so much money, 
And I want to talk about the money because I discovered this fantastic website called Capology, and it basically tells you how much uh, players are getting paid, bills. the wage bill. And PSG's wage bill, it says annually here. I don't know how much you can trust this website, but it's getting referenced by other websites that are news websites. So PSG's wage bill for 2022-2023 is 378 million euros. That's crazy. Shit. And just across Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, it's 191 million euros. Just three players. Even even Hakimi. Hakimi is making so much money. Yeah, Hakimi is making 14.5 million euros a year. And just to compare this to Napoli, which is an amazing team this year, their wage bill, I think, is around 69 million. So just the three players are like more than twice uh, Napoli. Isn't this crazy? Like how much... Like what's happening here? Why are we? Why are they paying Neymar this much money to just chill? Sergio Ramos, so much money. But you Verratti. say that, see, their owners don't care about this though. I they, mean, their owners they, don't, are going to sell them they're now. They're using this whatever is sports washing, right? They, they're literally try, sports washing. They're trying yeah. to create a better image of their state, of their country, of you know their business. Good for them. Which I think, to an extent, I, to be honest, I'm not sure how much that has worked because they've built a brand around PSG, but have they have they really improved their reputation as a state? But you don't know from a business perspective. If I'm a Perhaps. businessman and I want to actually like invest in Qatar or deal with Qatar when it comes to business, maybe I'll maybe this change I mean, my mind. Right, because if, if if at the end of the day that's what you care about, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. don't really care too much if you know your players and your coach are not playing as a team and not winning Champions League. It could be embarrassing, could be cherry on top of the cake if you do win it, but is it that important to you? But it's also, I, I agree, but it's also, do I need, maybe I want to become famous as PSG or I, ha- I want to have a brand recognition, not by buying all these uh, expensive players and paying them all this money, but by taking the all those young players from Paris and from the suburbs but of Paris. But you see, that's hard, constructing... that's hard, that takes years, that takes time, that it's a project, no, right? No, I agree, but like they've been on, they've owned the club for years, so why didn't they go with those they, players? they don't hire good people, you know those people like Campos and whole, yeah, those people they who are, they, they, I they don't, don't think they hire the right people to do, build the, the, the club from, you know, more of it. And look at all those players in the banlieue of Paris. I'm they're, pretty sure they're not going to have a paucity of players that I mean, are going to be about able... It's the, it's the, the region in the world that produces the highest numbers of right, professional exactly. players. Right, exactly. I mean, people like Mbappe is just probably the tip of the iceberg, if you think about it. Yeah. Because there's so much talent there that probably isn't even, you know, uncovered. I, every day I'm discovering this French player that plays for Dortmund, this French player that plays... In... 95% chance they come from Banlieue of Paris. I know, and I don't even know them. Yeah. Like all these yeah. Kolomani, I didn't know yeah. him before I mean, the, even, the even, World Cup. Even North African players, right? That that grew up in, in France. Yeah, it's because of, of this from. immigration, all the, all like the, because... Soccer is such an important thing to all those uh, players there and all those people in those banlieues. So I would think it's better to capitalize on that and then you win trophies and then you become I even mean, more successful. Exactly. They have a lot they have a lot more incentive to perform well for the club. Yeah. And to make because that's their a lot of the times football is their only way out of their socioeconomic situation. Exactly. It's their exactly. only way to get out of the banlieue where they live, where their families live and that's why you have that drive. Exactly. Mm. Which is not, you know, the case for some other players that they're buying for millions of dollars from some other place, right? They don't have the same connection to the club, to mm-hmm. the same connection mm-hmm. to, to the to the city, to all that stuff right like look at Mbappe look at himself the way he talks about playing for Paris playing for PSG that's not that's not there for you know Neymar yeah and I don't know how I feel about the president uh, Macron trying to uh, convince him to say like all should the president yeah, be involved that, that, in that, that stuff? all that stuff is just a bit it's, it's yeah it's a little bit weird like you shouldn't be involved in convincing Mbappe is an amazing player he should be at Madrid Hakimi is an amazing player he should be at Madrid they should be in a, in a club that knows how to win Champions League they should be at Bayern and Bayern, make them better as players exactly Bayern mm-hmm. they, like I don't see Hakimi improving I want to see Hakimi improving like that's not yeah, 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 yeah. like Bayern because we haven't talked about Bayern here and they were really good and they were amazing Musiala is such a fantastic player oh he is player. a great player such a great and player and Delitz's clearance of that goal oh, oh. oh my god he he saved summer. He saved summer's ass. He ran back. Another thing was because a Vitinha. He tried. He was the one who kicked mm-hmm. the ball, but it was on his left foot, and he didn't have enough power. And so that was why Delit had enough time to run and go and sa- and clear the and clear the ball out. But both but, but both goals basically were Verratti lost the ball. Just let's talk about it because I feel like people don't talk about it enough. Yes, Verratti is a good player, is a good midfielder, but he lost the ball and he kind of caused or was the reason behind both uh, both goals. So, but he's still a good player. 
he's not maybe as amazing that all these PSG fans think he is. And he's, I think, one of the players that have been at PSG for a long time and is yeah. good is yeah, Verratti. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Marquinhos. But, and Marquinhos, yeah. But, but, he, he got, so, he, but and, that was and, unlucky that he had to... No, I agree. And they got rid of Thiago Silva. Like, Thiago Silva had a really mm. bad breakup with them. And oh, I don't I know. What, about this. Yeah, and he used to, because he used to play for them. And you got Thiago Silva, what he's doing for Chelsea, and how obsessed they are with him. And they just extended his contract. So, I to go back to Bayern. Bayern is a good team. They know how to play Champions League. That's just basically Madrid. I think it's the only team that could stand up to Madrid. They lost Lewandowski, and but that's fine. And Sadio Mane was injured, but that was also fine because they were able to win. Their bench. Oh my god. When you compare PSG's bench, the players that went on, versus bu- yeah. the people that... Who went on? Nabri came on. Liro Sané. Uh, Cancelo. Like you would, it's just like, oh my god. You would think god. that those are like not... the those starting players. Not right, exactly. Like and players. even if you're saying, okay, well, maybe Cancelo's not having a great season or Sané is not very consistent, it doesn't matter. These people have so much experience playing in and the Champions League and all that. And then you have these like 18-year-olds come on for I PSG. Agree. No, no, but they should give a chance to those 18-year-olds. That's good. Well, that's but not I'm, the problem. But it, it's just that when you do that and the Champions League and you need experience you need all this stuff like it might not work but Bayern is doing all this and they lost Lewandowski and also money hasn't been playing money is so important like Liverpool now is now just realizing how important money was yeah I do have a question so apparently um on CBS Jamie Carragher was saying how PSG has all this money but most of the time especially in Europe they just play counter-attack football that's true which is like okay well you have all this money just to play counter-attack football Mm -hmm. i mean i don't necessarily agree with that because i think you can still dominate a game by not having most of the possession like you feel like your this team is in control but i see what he's saying but let me ask you this question if you were to describe how psg plays yeah yeah, you don't have like okay what is like what what is their style if i would ask you barcelona or madrid you easily know or manchester city how they play you but PSG, psg there is no like, you don't know what they're doing. Yeah, right. It's not coherent. They crash out of the Champions League. No one really expected them to go too far with a team like this. I think yeah. Gautier is a bit out of his depths as well. Yeah. He doesn't have the ability to to make this uh, long-term project. I mean, like, if you compare him versus, you know, Arteta or something, what he's mm-hmm. doing at Arsenal, I don't think Gautier has, is able to do that with PSG. And plus, he has a very difficult job of managing All the three divas. The superstars. Right. Not even... And, ha- right. Hakimi is a diva. Yeah, Everyone is a diva. diva. Everyone is a diva. And then now, now with you know Hakimi scandal and the owner mm-hmm. scandal mm-hmm. and all this stuff, it's very difficult to stay level-headed and do your job, right? I mean, this is uh, he. He definitely has a tough job. I think that Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, they need to get rid of one of them. They need to get. I think if Mbappe, yeah. they can convince Mbappe to say good for them because Mbappe is an amazing player. Yeah, he he should get out. Messi. He could say if he wants, why not? He's making good money. Or he could just go to MLS. But Neymar, I think he should just go. Maybe he should go to Chelsea. Chelsea all loves uh, all these star players. That's all they have as well, just like stars uh, in Chelsea. So, But I think Neymar doesn't have, be, a, doesn't have a place a there. Time. Gosh, Neymar, Chelsea, fucking hell. Liverpool, Bournemouth. Liverpool. 1-0. Yeah, so very, very confusing. How would you understand a team beating Man United 7-0 to zero and now losing versus, how do you say it, Bournemouth? You always struggle. Born- Bournemouth. Bournemouth. The Brits. Bournemouth. Anyways. It's not, a, it's not a British thing. It's just a you thing. Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> my pronunciation is not great. No, you just struggle with the TH, that's all. I do struggle with the TH. It's okay. With uh, their, their midfield was not great. Like, in Liverpool's midfield hasn't been good. Uh, f- for a while now, and I think it's um, it's that that's that that's their main problem. It's midfield and defense, and we've talked about this a lot. I hope they buy Amrabat. I really hope so because they need someone like him, and also like or maybe they'll get Jude Bellingham. Whatever they do, they yeah, need. Yeah, I think to, they're really pushing for Jude Bellingham. Yeah, they need. I I still think Liverpool is a good team. I like them. I like their energy. I like the players overall. Not I, the energy today. Not the energy today, but I just think that's. Henderson is not the same guy he was five years ago. I think it, what's hard is not to get to the top, or it's hard just to stay at the top. And for you to stay at the top, you need new players. Like you can't blame these old players because they've given so much reason. They yeah. want everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they've been amazing. They want everything. Their attack. Salah is still doing a good job. Nunez is still great. Gapko is still great. Like all these players are good. It's just that midfield and defense they need to figure something out. Either spend more money, or find a way to get players. And I think they're not willing to spend that money. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to 
interpret this results. It just feels like maybe they're too tired from the 7-0 win. They were they seemed flat, lethargic, not really into it, very sloppy. And so there was penalty. Yeah, there was yeah, also there was a tweet that was like God gave Liverpool seven goals. They wasted they used it all on Man United. <laughs> they should have distributed it. <laughs> I mean, you think you would think that they are on this huge confidence boost from mm-hmm, that game mm-hmm. coming into this, but you couldn't even feel it in the players even if you lose, you feel like they really gave it their all. Um, and so it makes me feel like that win against United was just some freak accident and was a fluke. And so we shouldn't even read anything into it because clearly they couldn't even reproduce a quarter of what they had at that game. And yeah, you, you were... And Salah, Salah's not good at penalties. I, I just think that if you're not good at penalties, even if you're the goal scorer and they want you to have the highest number of goals, you should just give it to well, someone else. Why are you else. saying? Because apparently this is the first one that was off, that was not on No, target. I think he said, he already said himself that I, I don't like Who usually takes pen- it at you, Liverpool? So, I don't know. I think, I think Mane, maybe Mane used to take it. Or Firmino or... Or Firmino, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I think he's not good at penalties. He said it. I think he missed the penalty in uh, the AFCON, one of the AFCONs in a really, okay, in a so really big game. Take it. Yeah, so... It was off target, so I don't blame him. Like, penalties are probably pretty hard. it was off hard. by a lot. It was like he was aiming for Anfield or something. Oh my God, you don't remember that Ramos uh, kicked this penalty when he was in Madrid ages ago, and it was extremely off target, and people made fun of him for a long time. It was, like, really off target. But it's but Ramos is not a... He's, he's, he's a, yeah, supposed he's to be a defender. Yeah, he's not He's not, exactly. But the thing is, Ramos always wants to play as a striker. Yeah, he always wants to score. Why are you always doing this? A lot of the mistakes that PSG makes is also because he's way too forward. That's and he's true. trying to score. And then he doesn't have time to run back to the goal. And so... I feel like this is this is this is the this is the homeostasis of Liverpool right now. This is their norm. Not the not the 7-0 win over United. This is how true, Liverpool feels yeah. for most of the season, especially the second half, right? So They can turn it around though. I think they could still secure the fourth spot. They could. Because Tottenham is not great. Tottenham is is very one 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 week they're good, the other week they're not good. So I think they could do it. They just need to figure out a better way of playing midfield. The midfield is not great. It's just hard for them because a loss against the 20th place in the Premier League. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. That's rough. But Chelsea also lost against... Uh, what was that team that was the last... Like, they, but, but, Southampton. But there's so much more potential in Chelsea just because they did actually buy all those players. Well, they should feel things worse. could change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they still have a hope that, you know, we could turn things around because we have all these players that are not clicking yet. But Liverpool, well, okay, what can you do? So that Nunes scores a little bit more. I mean... And Konate is good. Like, in defense, Konate is still very young. Like, he's a huge player. And I think he's only 22 or 23. So he plays a good... Like, some games he plays really well. And then other games doesn't play that well. I remember him at Morocco versus France. He played a fantastic game. Mm. So it just... It depends. And obviously, Van Dijk is not a good defender anymore. And it's and fine. Trent he got... is just... I... I don't know what's happening with Trent. I think he has so much potential. He's also still so young. I think so, he has some... He's going through something because when I when I would watch him during the World Cup and stuff, mm-hmm. he looked oh people were like are you okay you look depressed. But he didn't play maybe that's why. But maybe I mean maybe I'm just saying like everyone seems so happy they were all like you know the English camp they're like very like lads 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 very broy, and so but 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 you see his face he's always most of the time looking very, especially in the beginning very I think, dejected. I think he was probably upset that he wasn't playing. I don't know what the what what it is but. And also the the the, the player I like a lot is Robertson. I think he's yes, really Robertson good. Robertson, he's still very good. I think this year... English should recruit him from Scotland. <laughs> honestly, he's fantastic. Like, he, like this year, Liverpool's not great. But the only person that seems really good to me between midfield and defence is definitely Robertson. Yes, so I have a lot to say about Barcelona. So let's talk about the first thing. The first thing that we have um, heard about is that Barcelona, Barcelona will wear Rosalia's logo in the next Clásico. So she's a famous Mm -hmm. Latin singer. She's actually Spanish. She's from Barcelona. She's pretty big. I think she dated The Weeknd, right? I don't know. She did? Okay. Oh, didn't she have a song with him or something? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So she's, she's Catalan. I think this is... And they've already done something like this. They did it with Drake. They did it with Drake. So uh, basically Barcelona has a deal with Spotify and Spotify uh, bought uh, the naming rights to the the stadium. Now it's it's called Spotify Camp Nou. 
Uh, buying the naming rights is not something that's common in Europe. It's more common in the U.S. I think in the U.S. all of these state names have some sort of uh, red life. Yeah. And, yeah. In in the in in Europe it's less common, but the Etihad did it. And funnily I mean, enough, now more and more are doing this. Exactly, but so. funnily enough, the most expensive deal was the Etihad. I think it was twenty-one million dollars. Okay. The naming rights for um Camp Nou for Camp Nou is only five million euros or something only. Only so that does seem like a smaller sum. That, that that's that's what I'm saying. The whole point of my kind of monologue is to say that maybe maybe Spotify underpaid a little bit and they got a good deal because obviously Barcelona needs so much money and has been mismanaged for yeah for they could have negotiated for more exactly. So they replaced Rakuten Stanley for women. So Rakuten was the uh, the previous the men sponsor. the previous sponsor for men. Stanley was for women and Beko was for training jerseys. Okay. So all of them together. They used to pay Barcelona around 77 million euro per year. But Spotify is getting all of this plus naming rights for around 70 million euros per year. Again, all these figures are not like we're not sure of them because they don't get released. But some of these newspaper kind of say this is how much uh, mm-hmm. Spotify is paying. So it's a 12, 12 year uh, deal. They will pay Barcelona 435 million euros across all these years and 5 million euros, as I said, for naming rights. Uh, plus a lot of other money for uh, developing the, uh, the 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 stadium. And they the will help. grounds and stuff. Right? Yeah, so basically the naming rights, I think it's 5 million right now, but it's gonna they're going to have to pay more once Barcelona makes all the, like, makes the stadium look better. And now they're looking for money for it. What, what I'm trying to get from all of this stuff is that, what do you think? Do you think that this is a good idea for a company to actually do something like this like for you seeing number the the number three on chelsea's jersey like what's the value for a company of doing this if you were the ceo of a company would you do this i mean i'm saying this because the idea of marketing sometimes seems a little bit off to me because if you're coca-cola do you actually need to market right, so, non-stop? No, no they actually did this so freakonomics did an episode about advertising a while back and mm-hmm. coca-cola was one of the companies that they had mentioned if you're looking at these multi-billion dollar corporations Mm -hmm. most of the studies show that this kind of marketing does not increase their bottom line i mean that if that's if that's your objective Mm -hmm. then marketing does not work it's not very effective right that's what i'm saying these that have already huge huge customer bases Mm -hmm. and have already a very widespread brand all around the world doing things like this i think doesn't will not help Mm -hmm. at at least it would the effects would be marginal in a sense that it will just cancel out whatever you're paying for marketing or even be in that loss. Mm-hmm. But I do think for a lot of these companies, especially ones that are sponsoring and paying small, slightly smaller teams, it does help. Because when I'm watching games, a lot of the times, either it's an Asian company, it's a European company I've never heard of. And I'm just like, oh, what is that? I don't know what that is. But there are a, lo- a lot of like um, like Arab companies and Chinese companies on the stands like well, that's for what the I'm Premier saying. League and well, that's Liga. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Even even European companies, I don't know them. Like either certain betting betting companies. There's so many Rakuten is famous, but like there's a lot but of Americans who don't use it. I didn't know it before. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. apparently with certain people who love to coupon and do all that stuff, it's very, very popular. But I'm just saying, but with Spotify, I really don't know what their goal is. But I think it's a great like it's a great deal, right? You didn't pay that much. And a lot of the stuff that you pay depends on Barcelona's performance. So they're not just going to pay this and Barcelona is going to be relegated. They only keep paying you. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. They will only pay you if you... They'll pay you more if you go to Champions League. I mean, that makes sense because you get more eyeballs on their games. Exactly. So, and their Spotify is probably going to all these artists and telling them, I can market your name to 650 million people who watch the Classico. Like, what what are they doing with Rosalia? They even market now albums on the, on the sand. And you can see that. They, they can do so much marketing for their artists with this. So I think okay, it's a yeah, fantastic idea. So, so that's idea. the thing. Do you know whether these artists like Rosalia is, are, are paying Spotify to do this? Are they paying more to be I featured mean, by... I, I don't Barcelona know that, but jerseys? I'm guessing that's... Like a, a reasonable guess is that they will tell their artists, if you want me to market to this specific, uh, those specific people in Barcelona or people who watch soccer, then you have to because pay Because in more. Drake's case, apparently they wore his his OWL logo partially because he had reached some milestone in streaming, like a billion or something like that. And they're like, okay, to mark this occasion, we're going to wear your logo on their jerseys. The okay. only thing is that I think this is a very interesting crossover because there are a lot of sponsorships that 
makes sense in a sense that you know either you are a sports company you are sp- or or a betting company and so a lot mm-hmm. of the people who will use those betting companies are already people who watch football so you know the, the, but in this case there are tons of people in the US or even in Asia or whatever it is who use Spotify who are not necessarily fans of Barcelona and so this crossover is a, a lot more interesting in my in my head I completely agree but because this is uh, it's not just like going out and consuming Coca-Cola this is you looking that oh Rosalia has a new album and it is on the logo stand okay i'm going to go check it out you right, could do right, that right, right? right because it's or even if you already know who they are it just prompts you it's just an extra prompt to to go and 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 play and i i mean to be honest i think what spotify is more interested in is fighting the competition not in streaming music streaming but in you know things like podcasts and other things because they're trying to be mm-hmm, more dominant mm-hmm. in other areas so in that sense i don't know how that would work but they're really putting a lot of effort into things like podcasting because they're not they are not the monopoly there. There's yeah. a ton of people, Especially very crowded, yeah, crowded space. Crowded, so yeah. that's why they did all that Joe Rogan stuff and they do exclusive podcasts with certain people so that people are moving into into Spotify so they can be your one-stop shop. Exactly. And I just don't think that there's... I think the, the La Liga president said 2.5 billion people watch La Liga every year. At least 2.5. And you have people in India, you have people in all of like Southeast Asia, you have people everywhere. And all the and like Spotify is getting all this marketing possibility. Yeah, this no, is, no, no. I think this was a fantastic deal for them. I think they underpaid a little bit just because Barcelona has been mismanaged for a long time. Honestly, it's not it's all like upside for me, like the way they're doing it and all the for like Spotify. Also, for Spotify, yeah. yeah. And I also don't think like Camp Nou is such an iconic stadium. And I don't think they do concerts in Camp Nou. I, I want to double check as well, but I don't think they do. And now if it's called Spotify Camp Nou and they uh, renovate it and then they start doing concerts there, that's uh, yeah, amazing, yeah. right? That, that makes sense, yeah. Like, and, and they can get money from that. Exactly, they can get money from that. There's like a lot of things that you can do from this because football is such a popular sport. Like a lot of people, you never know when Barcelona is going to get more people watching it. You never know. Like it's it's like if they did it in, in the Premier League, maybe it would have been a little bit better. But I just think that it's a super interesting deal for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I agree. And it's a cool thing. You wouldn't expect Spotify to be a sponsor, the main sponsor of, you know, I know. like Barcelona. It's very yeah. interesting. It's just like how... But it's I'm, what you said. It's it, the intersection between football right. and between music. Right, right. It's just like how I thought it was interesting that TikTok sponsored Wexham. That's true. That's true. A little random. I don't know how uh, but, Ryan Reynolds was able to negotiate that. I mean, he, finessed he, he, finessed, he probably has some connections in TikTok. What's your second point about Barcelona? Uh, the second point about Barcelona is the bribes. The referee scandal. Yes. So we, met, we mentioned it briefly mm-hmm. on this podcast before. Essentially, now they're officially charged. Um, and so what what happened was that they the v- vice president of the refereeing, mm-hmm. Spanish refereeing committee. What's his name? A ne- Negriera. Right. The ex, the former vice president of, this, mm-hmm. of Spain's referees committee. So Barcelona allegedly mm-hmm. had paid him over 7 million euros yeah, exactly over the course of you know a long time between 2001 and 2008 so that's what they call a con- like a continuous uh, or constant continuous not a one-off kind of bribe or whatever mm-hmm. and apparently it was for you know refereeing counseling and services like that uh and this was apparently a verbal agreement and it was paid to two companies that he owns, owns. yeah yeah and once he stepped down as vp these payments stopped and so there's no official contract between Barcelona and him. Apparently, a lot of it was done through verbal agreements about how much he was getting paid. But apparently, at one point, he was also blackmailing Barcelona for he saying... He was? Oh yeah, he God. was saying, if you don't pay me this outstanding debt that you owe me, hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm going to reveal to the press what you've been doing with me, the agreements and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so now they've been officially charged by... The know, prosecutor. The yeah. prosecutor. Um, and the charge is what, officially? It's like charges of corruption, basically, bribe okay. and corruption. So I, I like my question is, I have the first, first question about this is, why would you do this? Like, it's very hard to prove that a ref is biased. Like, what would they do specifically to say that this is really biased? Like, they have to be, like, really bad. I mean, you can do kind of a statistical comparison about how many red cards, penalties, and all that stuff that a team gets. Yeah, but in in the European leagues, I haven't seen a decision that was outrageous. Yeah, consistently outrageous. Consistently outrageous. 
always in favor of Barcelona. But of course, if if they if they did do something, it would have to be subtle because yeah, pe- so, then people would notice. Exactly. So how uh, is the subtle decision worth eight million euros? That's the question over multiple years. Right? Especially if, if they're having financial tro- problems, I'm not sure. And do you need the ref to be with you when you have Xavi, Iniesta, and Messi, and you have the golden, the gold, all those golden players? So that's that's the first thing that's a little bit weird to me. The second thing is, and it's kind of similar to what City is facing. Could they be relegated? Imagine Barca relegated, not being able to participate in the Champions League, or that's a serious problem because yeah. apparently UEFA reached out to the prosecutor's office demanding any documents they have because they were concerned about this because apparently UEFA says that no, not, no, that, they're, not that they're going to the Champions League anytime yeah so. well they're like if you know if any team is involved with any kind of corruption mm-hmm, or that they mm-hmm. cannot play in the Champions mm-hmm. League and so the fact that they had reached out demanding documents got Barcelona really worried that they're not going to be able to play in the Champions League ah uh, interesting so the La Liga president did not want to uh, like pursue this because he said it's it was five years ago and basically status of limitation. This, this time lap the time barred thing. I don't know uh, why. Do it they... could be it could be in La Liga rules. Like obviously a lot of things have status of, uh, of limitation, so who knows? But Barcelona could face relegation and a lot of other problems. And also the president of La Liga Javier Tebas has warned Barcelona that they must shave two hundred million euros of their wage bill to be able to get any new players. So currently using Fuck. this. Fantastic website that I found. Their wage bill is 263 million euros. Okay. And I wanted to look at this wage bill too because it's a little bit I mean, bit it's funny. so lower than PSG. So Martin Brightweight, he's getting paid. He was getting paid only 400,000 uh, euros a year. It's okay. He has his family business. That's his main job. He plays for Barcelona on the side. Poor guy. Only 400,000 euros versus Frankie de Jong who's getting paid apparently according to this website. 37 Is million. he the top paid player? Apparently. Frankie de Jong is yeah. the top paid player. And Sergio More than Busquets. Lewandowski. Yeah, yeah. More than Lewandowski. Lewandowski is getting paid 20 million. Uh, I, I kind of tried to see... And Enzo Fati. I know, I know, I know. This doesn't make any sense. I know. It, it, and you should go look... Uh, I, I had fun on this website and I went and looked at the highest paid player in uh, Real Madrid. And guess who? Someone who doesn't even play. Hazard. Oh gosh! He is the highest player, and he barely plays. Madrid's wage I mean, they, is sign, also they sign these contracts, and they can't get out of it. I mean, yeah, Hazard is paid six hundred thousand euros a week for not playing. The guy hasn't played in to be, if you ages. Think, if you think about it, football is one of the most it's this, lucrative. It's lucrative, players. but it's also the business is done poorly. Because the financial decisions that these clubs make... I completely agree. I it's completely so agree. horribly... It's like the people who run them have no business acumen. I think so. I think so. It should be run just like a company. People and with... I, feel... I mean, not to give value to MBAs because they're not really worth much. But at least they're going to tell you, well, this is going to hurt your bottom line. You shouldn't yeah. do this. If you were going to work for like a big bank or a big consulting company or a big tech, it's very... It's the same people that work there that should work for Barcelona. Or like I don't think be, that's the case. Yeah, because clearly they're not making... But I have to say, we're not advocating that they start now hiring consultants from McKinsey, <laughs> telling them what to do. Yeah, we're not advocating anything, but it's <laughs> that just... That would probably be a waste of money as well. I agree. And it also outlines that these players are paid outrageous sums of money. Isn't this crazy? Like, I don't think we're talking even here about any of the other deals that they get with marketing it's and just branding. ironic that this website is called capology and yet in <laughs> i think i mean that's probably no purposely point. done because there are no caps in europe uh, in, not in this sport clearly and especially when you think like when we see the u.s a lot of people in the u.s kind of make a lot of money but this is in europe this is in spain where wages are much lower and someone like Frank yeah that's Dio, true that's true who's younger someone's making 600k even i think premier league they they don't make as much like Ziyech is probably making a hundred thousand uh, a, a week. But if I'm not mistaken, the there's still like even if you think City City does not have the highest, it's I think it's still Manchester United that has the highest wage bill. They it consistently have the highest wage bill, and it's uh, I think also Liverpool has a decent amount of wage bills. That they, it could be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's I just think it's it's ridiculous that they're paying players all this money. Obviously, I think this is part of their financial issues. Like Barcelona has been mismanaged. I I think I've told you this before, but one of their ex presidents is went to jail, went to jail because right. they apparently oh, lied about so how much, uh, how much actually the the transfer was from Barcelona to PSG, and also these ex presidents were involved in this uh, in this stuff with the with the referee. referee. Of course, yeah. So I, I mean, just, they were charged. 
Yeah, yeah, I think maybe not, not for this, not for this, but for something else. No, but in this in this scandal, it was it was the ex exactly. Bartomeu. I mean, Laporte was also present at some point. But anyways, just the conclusion is, it seems like they're doing anything to get money because they're currently super mismanaged and cries. It's it's screaming desperation. It's it's definitely screaming desperation. And I they're talking about getting all these players like they want. It seems like there is this pipeline from Manchester City to Barcelona. I don't know why this keeps happening. Bad players from Manchester. Well, City well, they to don't Barcelona. seem to work out well. Eric Garcia went. Ferran Torres went. Now they're interested in Bernardo Silva. They're also apparently interested in other players like Laporte or whatever it is. It's like. Okay. Laporte doesn't play anyways, no? He doesn't, I think I think it's Laporte. But anyway, they're interested. And also, perhaps, I think he, there was also reports about Gundogan. I'm not sure. Dudes, like, I don't think this is working. And plus... But that makes sense, no? It would fit the way both teams play. Yeah, but the thing, uh, the thing is, is that if you need to shave all that money from your wage bill and you're in so much debt... Yeah. How the fuck are you supposed to afford a player like Bernardo Silva? It doesn't make sense. I think his 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 clause is like a hundred million or something like close to that. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna go. They have horrible management. It doesn't seem like if the current kind of because I think it's just the same people getting rotation, the same people who stay in power, and they have the same ideas about Barcelona. Nothing's really changing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unless they b- bring in really like just brand new faces across the board that have different backgrounds or from different circles. Maybe something can change our Barcelona. And um, as much as Xavi may want to, you know, build Barcelona back up again, he probably still doesn't have that much power, in, you know, in, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and the president's actually already, like, they're just selling parts of Barcelona. They, he sold, like, uh, to get a lot of the money where, that uh, he used to uh, buy Lewandowski and all these players, Kunde. he actually sold future percentage of television rights. So that's uh, how he okay. got the money last year. And so let's see how he's going to get the money this year to buy all these people, all these players in the summer. But I just think that maybe we don't talk about this enough, but we should talk about the wages that players get. Because it's one of the reasons behind all these problems that a lot of... Uh, because it's, it just keeps getting higher, right? And like all these... There, uh, I mean, there should be... It's just who is going to get to set this cap? And um, how are they going to... Well, maybe they can look at models here in the US or something like that. But And it's also the way that this, the, the, the sport is structured. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's very different from, you know, in the US, the case in the US. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how... I'm not sure how a solution can be. Yeah, know. again, we don't know anything. This is not our expertise and we're just expressing our opinion. But it just seems like it's not uh, financially sustainable to be paying players this much money. But anyways, I think we talked a lot about Barcelona. On this note, we're going to end this episode. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, please give us a five-star review. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye! Bye.